Tori. And Alex. And we have a special new addition. <laughs> and Sadie, <laughs> our new little sidekick. She is a koala strapped to Alex's chest right now. <laughs> yeah, and we're hoping that she will last at least for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, so we're very excited to be back. And uh, today we are going to go over Alex's birth story. It's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of everything that I've learned so far. It's been what two and it's three, been weeks. three weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, so it's three. It's three weeks and two days. Ooh, it's now. gone fast and yeah. slow at the same time. And one of the things <laughs> is like after you've given birth, you count everything in days. I think you're yeah. Just but um, yeah. Basically, this is going to be the peek behind the curtain, and like Alex is going to tell you all the minute details that <laughs> might get missed. Sure you want to know. <laughs> the thing though, it's like for me, I really like the details. Yeah. Like, so if you've listened to the episode my health journey i don't remember which number 25 25 25. um i really like go into everything that had happened to me in the last Mm. like five or six years like with my autoimmune issues with hashimoto's and my thyroid and all of that kind of stuff and losing my period when i went off the pill Mm -hmm. um but i really went into the detail and that's because i'm always looking for people who will do that for me (laughs) (laughs) there's sadie making her entrance (laughs) settling yeah okay (laughs) let's continue so um yeah so with the birth and stuff too it was kind of the same thing like once I went through it I was like oh I wish I had known known some of this stuff and like I think I'll probably forget things Uh, we've probably already forgotten stuff but yeah like we should do this while it's still somewhat fresh Fresh in our minds to give as much detail as we can from our side so that like yeah if you're on the the other side like you can get a little glimpse in hopefully and yeah because i'm I'm just one of those people who i feel a lot better when i know more rather than less like going into something so um oh i just want to say before we get into it that we've had some like really lovely feedback from some of our regular listeners lately and it makes my heart feel so warm so if you're a regular listener we love you and we love (laughs) you even if you're not a regular we love everyone obviously but it's so nice to hear the feedback and know like which episodes you're liking and just to get your input on them too because we love having that conversation so does Sadie obviously yeah. <laughs> um oh and Sadie was born on January 29th yes 2021 which was the day that no one bet on because we actually got everyone yeah. in our lives to pick a day basically like, everyone in our family we asked to pick a day and we had like kind of a lottery going I asked my flatmates yeah. I asked people at work her um <laughs> due date was January 25th and so she came 40 weeks and four days mm-hmm. um and then the midwives had said that the average the first baby come or average date the first baby comes is 40 weeks five days so she was one day which early. would be my birthday yeah <laughs> and that would have been Tori's birthday and basically like we had someone guess 25th 26th 27th 28th 30th and, and 31st maybe uh, no i think that was it yeah. um and then no one chose the 29th. And yeah. of course, that's the day she was born. We were like, she's the ultimate independent Aquarius. Who yeah, wants doing her, her own, own day. <laughs> exactly. But like nestled in between our yeah. grandma and you, which is I know. nice. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> and also, the full moon was on the 28th. And yeah. that I went into labor on that day and then labored all through the day and yes. night into the next so day. So she's baby. our full moon werewolf baby. And the midwife told us that more babies are born on the full moon or like more women yeah. should go into labor on the full moon. So that was interesting too. <laughs> it's very interesting for all those doubters out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so where do you want to start? Like, do you want to talk about what you were expecting before you went in? Like, what did people tell you? What yeah, you? I think I'll say like oh, how I prepared and stuff. Yeah. So one of the things that, if you've listened before, like I've actually been so fortunate to have 
I've had a really, I guess you would call it easy pregnancy. Yeah. Like pregnancy itself isn't easy, right? No. It's really tough on your body and stuff. And but you got pregnant but right away. I got pregnant right away. And then... Um, you had morning sickness. I had morning sickness, but yeah, it's supposed to be a good sign, yeah. like to have morning sickness. And uh, like the things were tough about being pregnant, but overall everything went really well. We never had any cause no. for concern or anything. We were always kind of like... You didn't have like diabetes or... Uh, yeah, we didn't have just gestational, gestational diabetes, diabetes or preeclampsia or any yeah. of that. Blood you didn't have any very bad symptoms. Yeah, and so for your feet. when that <laughs> happens too, yeah, except for my <laughs> swelling, oh my God, I had like tree trunk yeah. feet. Um, and now also, side note, I'm obsessed with my ankles because they've gone back and <laughs> I'm like, like they're oh, so I, shapely. I never realized they were so thin. <laughs> I'm so into my ankles right now. Um, so how did you actually prepare for the birth and what did you do while you were pregnant to kind of try and get ready? So one of the things was I got a bunch of books from the library um, about birth, like natural birth and stuff, mm. and just to kind of start to familiarize myself with what happens and, yeah, and, like, different approaches and stuff. Um, also because there's this midwife program in the Gold Coast uh, where you can, if you basically found out, though, you have to sign up as soon as you find out you're pregnant. So even if you do it a few weeks later, you probably won't get in. And so obviously I didn't know about this, not being from the Gold Coast, and didn't uh, get the opportunity to sign up but basically if you do you get assigned a midwife right from the beginning and then you have someone on your journey with you like through the whole thing and you get to give birth at this like really nice small hospital that's right by my house no. <laughs> it's not like the hour away one that we had to go to uh the gold coast uni hospital and yeah so anyways since i wasn't going to have that experience yeah. but like i'd still have a midwife through the Gold, Gold Coast, Union, like the mm. big major public hospital, which is also brand new and has like really nice facilities. Yeah. Um, it was pretty I, Yeah, I <laughs> just was like, okay, I'm going to study up on this myself. And like my naturopath had recommended I get a midwife, mm. but it was five grand or something. And I was like, I'm yeah. not going to spend that money and on so it. So when you get a midwife or if you were in the midwife program, what is that? What is the difference? Like you have one person with you the whole time. And one like, midwife. Would you have you. regular checkups? With yeah, them, and I of? think they come home, come to your house and stuff yeah. too. And I don't know if you can do a home birth with them or how no. it works, but you just have someone who's like with you on your case the whole time. And, and do like, they would like explain the birth process to you or like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they. Well, I'm assuming yeah. they would, and like take kind of hold your hand through the yeah. whole thing. And I think also that's really important to have someone at the end of the line who is like well-versed in birth and knows what you want. Well, right? someone who knows you and can be your advocate in that yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. But and also has the experience. I think we'll go into why yeah. that was like even more yeah. important than we realized like later. Um, so yeah, that would have been really nice. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then like with the Gold Coast Uni Hospital, we would see a midwife like through, we have like one appointment a month, I think about, mm. uh, but it wasn't always the same person. And they also just never explained what was going to happen in birth. And we kept, uh, like Scott kept being like, what if she gives birth in the car yeah. <laughs> on the way over? Like, and they would just always be like, we're not going to talk about that until like the last week or something or the birth plan or anything like yeah. that until the very end because like you'll forget anyways. And okay. that's what they, that was their reasoning. So we were like, okay, fine. Um, so yeah, so I got out a bunch of books from the library and then I found this one book I really loved called, I think it's called Natural Birth. I'll just mm. like go and find it later yeah. and, and make sure. Um, and it was just beautiful it was like written in a really like yogi yogic mm. way and i found it really helpful to like create the right mindset for me and it gave me yeah. different mantras and stuff to to repeat for myself um and it was kind of like even if you couldn't have a natural birth like kind of what's happening when you have the c-section 
or if something goes wrong in the birth like yeah. how to kind of almost deal with it like mm. in certain ways and stuff um <laughs> but uh it was really helpful and i love that book so yeah i rented library books i watched videos on youtube i listened to podcasts like the australian birth stories podcast i tried to listen to like one podcast a night and i oh. tried to listen to pot to positive ones yeah to not freak myself <laughs> out um and just like to give myself more information about like a positive natural birth um and then I also talked to my friends who also had given birth and I just like solicited everyone for advice. Yeah. I talked to a friend who's a midwife um, almost right before, a few days before I gave birth um, just to get her input and stuff. Mm. And Was there any really good advice or advice that you, like once you did give birth, you were like, oh, that, I'm glad I knew well, that? Well, a lot of people recommended hypnobirthing, mm. which is a course that you can do. and it, But it's quite expensive. I think it's like $600 or something yeah. for your, you and your partner to go and there's so many other things that we're spending money on and because i've done i've done so much yoga teacher yeah. trainings and, and all like that kind of stuff i was like i don't think i really need it and i don't think i needed it now having yeah. gone into the birth which is good um and then uh also one of my friends recommended the tens machine which i'd never heard oh, of and that's like a way yeah. to manage your pain like a natural way to manage your pain well natural is like a, a drug like free electric shock yeah, yeah so it's like little electric shocks so i got i rented one of those off of a midwife like that has a business around here I'm, i just googled it and it's like you get these little pads that are attached like to this little machine like a like little a handheld patch machine. or something yeah. yeah and then you put it on your there's four of them then you put them on your back in like the specified places and then basically you can turn on the machine and you can give yourself these little electric it's not just it's not a zap it's more like a pulsing sensation and then you can turn it up. So And you do that when you're having a contraction? Yeah. And so yeah. you're supposed to do it at the beginning, not like when it's full on later, but it's supposed mm. to help like mitigate the pain from the start. And I wasn't sure if it would work or not. I think it was like seventy five dollars to rent. And I wasn't sure if I even should get it, but Scott was like, just get it. Like yeah. at least you know you have it. And I'm so glad I did. It was nice to feel like I had a secret weapon. I felt case. like that was like the one thing you felt you had control over. Like yeah. you were very attached to that machine. It helped to make me feel yeah. like I could do something. And then yeah. it was the same with the gas later when I tried yeah. gas. But anyways, we'll go into that too. <laughs> um so So wait, yeah, like can you explain what kind of birth you wanted to have like you did want to have a natural birth yeah i wanted to have a natural birth and also my mom our mom had always said oh like birth was so easy yeah i had you in four hours and then i had tori in it an hour and a half for you guys like you just yeah. came out blah 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 <laughs> all the stuff and kind of no other detail which we were like oh really like that's that's it um so i was hoping that i would have that kind of a thing too especially mm. because the pregnancy had been so easy like yeah. We're so straightforward. I was hoping that the birth would be as well. And we were both like, well, you've been on your health journey and you are so healthy right now and you got pregnant so easily and you've done so much yoga and like mindfulness. And, and I went to a physio, a pregnancy physio yeah. too beforehand and got my pelvic floor checked and everything and got some exercise on that. And she said that my pelvic floor was strong, which I also think is from yoga. If yeah. you do it like the type of holds and stuff you have to do, um, it's really good for that. So yeah, everything was kind of in place, mm. I would say, like to have a healthy birth and just like my mindset. Um, and then so I definitely had some anxiety though, like after the day that she was supposed to be born, yeah. the 25th, it's like each day you're kind of like all of a sudden, well, is she coming? Like yeah. what if she doesn't come? And I really, I was I was afraid of being induced, um, yeah. which I know a lot of people are, but just from like what I'd heard is that it was really intense contractions that are supposed to be super painful because yeah. you get a 
there's different ways of being induced but one of the main ways is um you get kind of like a you get a rush of oxytocin or something mm. like forget which one you get some sort of hormone yeah like pumped into you that like revs Triggers, up your yeah. yeah labor like right away but then you don't have that like gradual increase it's mm. like just all of a sudden full for full, full force right and so i was kind of fearful that i would have to yeah. do that if she didn't come and you naturally. were you were worried about what the pain would be like because you were like i don't know what it yeah like, I also it is such an unknown you I've don't got know. good pain management yeah. or like we both consider ourselves like kind of tough I guess yeah, in like, that way like we can take it and um but then I was like but what is it like what if yeah. it's something I've never felt like what if it's something so different I can't even imagine it right yeah. um so yeah there were those kinds of things floating through my head but I was also just like excited to kind of have her yeah. and like yeah do all that stuff and then the day before I went into labor um, Scott had the day off and we had like the most magic day. We just drove down to Kulangata, which yeah. always feels like it's in the Gold Coast. It's in the southern, it's like the southernmost yeah. um, neighborhood. It feels like more of a vacation though. Yeah, it like, just felt like we yeah. were on vacation in like Hawaii or something. Such a gorgeous day. Um, we just like drove around and then we went for a swim in like these crystal clear waters and I was so pregnant mm. and so many people stopped me. So many women and they were <laughs> like, you are beautiful. Oh. Or, or like, I just had a baby, like blah, blah, blah. And so everyone wanted to chat and they were like, I can't believe you're out and about. <laughs> but we were trying to like bring on labor, right? Yeah. So we were like, let's go for a swim. Let's go for a long walk. Let's do all the things that I had actually been avoiding the last yeah. few weeks because I didn't want to go into labor. But now it was like, okay, ready. full speed ahead. We're ready. So did all the walks, did all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, and then went, I guess, came home, went to bed. And then that was Thursday morning at 3 a.m. I woke mm. up and I started having period cramps. And I was like, oh, okay, this is it. Because I knew that that's what it's supposed felt to like. feel like. Yeah. yeah. So it felt like mild period cramps. And I like didn't even wake up Scott or tell him or anything because I was like, what's the point? Like, yeah. let him get his sleep and stuff and we'll see. And then I kind of like dozed around, but just yeah it's kind of weird because when you've had your when you have your period at least for me like there's things i can do if i i don't really have cramps that often but there's like stuff you can do to like relieve it or feel different and then the thing with contractions is you can't right so they're just there and then (laughs) there's gonna be more of them and they're gonna get more intense and one of the things that you have to do when you have contractions is they don't want you to come in right away they want you to wait and wait and wait and wait until you're like really ready to give birth because statistically they said it's like you you just feel safer at home right and so i think there's all these studies they've done where if you come in too early in that clinical setting and stuff you just get almost like your body will like Mm. clamp up and not progress the way that it would just because it's like a new unfamiliar setting and bright lights or like whatever it is so sorry what's what's supposed to progress again what was it like the timing that you were waiting oh yeah so the timing it was like i think it was three two one or three like three within Four. five minutes or what yeah was it, it was like or? three contractions two minutes each what i know yeah. i'm totally butchering <laughs> it but it, you'll you'll know what the formula is they'll tell yeah. you and it basically you have to wait for that and yeah because did it, you call maybe hospital? it was like four three two yeah. or like and it has to be over a period of two hours you would have had to have those contractions oh, like that intense i think yeah. they were like a minute or two minutes apart for a certain amount of time mm. um like or like three within 10 minutes and then for two hours which is a lot actually um and then you're supposed to go in so 3 a.m i started getting contractions and then they began to progress like as the day went on um they would get more intense but they there were like long periods in between so Mm. i could actually go about and get stuff done and nap at one point didn't you yeah i would like lay down a lot but um, I was like going around um, trying to clean, just trying to get stuff kind of like ready-ish yeah. like before 
we came I was like Nesting. is this what I want to come back home to basically <laughs> when I'm after I've given birth and I've got this little baby and um and then I would have to stop every once in a while and just like bear through like a contraction yeah. and like when a contraction came a contraction came you couldn't do anything you just like would stand yeah. there and like wait for this like wave to come over you basically um and this feeling right like in your belly or your uterus and then after that though it's like fine again and then you can just do stuff it wasn't like you were incapacitated mm. in between so it was interesting right but then it started to get closer and closer together and i started to be able um like less and less able to do anything and then i ended up just lying in bed <laughs> for a while and so this is going to get kind of like more graphic guys if you don't if you're not interested just stop here <laughs> but um there's this thing so like your water breaks right that's one of the things and actually i had this thing called a bloody show mm -hmm. which is what you look for and it's kind of like a little bit of blood basically in your mm -hmm. underwear like a kind of mucus like yeah. blood and it's i think it's like the mucus plug like mm -hmm. coming undone or no, I'm already have baby brains for your mom brain. Wait, or so when did that happen? Though? I think I already had the mucus before. plug come the day before yeah. a little bit, and so it's like basically kind of mucus like yeah. in your underwear, or whatever, or like in when you go to the when you go pee or something. Yeah. And it's just like a time for me. It was just a tiny bit, and I was like, oh, but I was like looking for it because I wanted to yeah. see signs of labor. And then the next day, I had my bloody show, which is a little bit of like blood basically. Um, and then, but my water didn't break like mm. as far as I knew. But then when I was lying down later during where they said what can happen is it's not always like a big gush of water yeah. like you'll see in the movies like it might be you're just lying down put, they said put on a pad lie down and if any if it gets wet yeah. like then your water might be leaking or yeah. it might have broken and it's like if you can't control it from stopping then it's not you going pee yeah so i kind of had that and then i went and checked in the bathroom and it wasn't clear though it like kind of was like my bloody show like yeah, a bit like bit brown, brown or red or and then I knew because I had done all this reading and stuff that that meant um, that most likely meant that there was meconium in the waters and meconium is this is also sounds really gross but it's baby poo right the first baby poo. yeah so it means that the baby pooped while she was like in utero and that happens a lot they said when a baby's past overdue day, yeah. yeah so it's pretty common it can be pretty common but it's also really dangerous because basically if the baby's born and they swallow or inhale any of that as they come out they will then have to have like surgery or yeah. like something will have to happen after and it can be like life-threatening so they said if something like that happens then you have to call in and you probably have to come in right away yeah. so we called them and they said yes just come in now so we ended up going at 3 p.m so that was 3 a.m to 3 p.m i'd mm. been like late pre-laboring at home and then we drove in and at that point like i felt really like i was so out of it i think we laid down the bath mat on the car seat i think it's still there oh, right really? now we have <laughs> the passenger seat and then i sat on that bath mat just in case because we yeah. were like what if like i don't know what's gonna happen and then i was just so out of it like i wasn't there for that car ride at all i couldn't really speak to scott yeah. already at that point um and i can't remember what my contractions were but then we got to the hospital i met them there yeah, yeah. you met us there and then we just went into like a Birthing regular suite. hospital room or yeah. whatever not and no it wasn't the birthing suite yet uh, but it had the tub that wasn't the first place that i went to oh i, I just went into oh. like the like kind of it's yeah. like the emergency ward or something yeah, it's not yeah. the emergency ward but like it's just like makeshift bed yeah. like with like a curtain around you and stuff and then they hooked me up so when you have meconium in your water then they have to monitor you and the baby yeah. So they hooked me up with like the heart monitor for me yeah. and the baby and all that stuff. I don't think normally they monitor the baby's heart no, rate. No, no. And yeah. then they were like, and that means you can't have a water birth. Yeah. 
yeah. which was like oh Where because i wanted, the, wanted yeah. the water birth so <laughs> badly like so badly yeah. i wanted to like give birth in the talabudra river before <laughs> because it was so nice and calming and like you can like sit in any position you want yeah. really comfortably like um so anyways that was a bit concerning and then i think we were just there for a little while before they got us our room ready and then they took us to the room and the room was like so deluxe yeah. like it was just it was like a little hotel suite in some ways and it was like dimly lit too so it wasn't didn't feel hospital like mm, in that way too. it was huge and it had the biggest jacuzzi tub yeah. that was like <laughs> it was like deluxe like it a was. deluxe i sat in that tub for a while <laughs> oh, and it, looked, it was so deep and it was just beautiful and i looked at that and was like no yeah, so it was like <laughs> it was right so from the start nice. you had something go yeah so that was that, you wanted, you that was something that threw me off for yeah. sure and um and they were like oh but you can just like sit under the shower head like in the bath yeah. in the toilet or like mm -hmm. you can like sit on this ball but there were certain things like um i think the chair in the shower like wasn't a comfortable chair mm -hmm. or something and then the shower was in the bathroom which was really brightly lit which is not yeah. really where you'd want to be sitting forever and i couldn't use my tens machine under the water in the shower yeah. so i couldn't do that right away and the ball was too big. and then the ball was huge <laughs> it was like the same height as me yeah. so i was like i can't get on that ball like <laughs> i can't sit on it so maybe bring your own ball and maybe yeah. bring your own chair too because i actually was like oh I, I remember thinking that when we went in but i couldn't so this was also the thing i couldn't voice yeah. so much of what i was thinking or doing you at were that in point a lot of pain like i've never seen you in that much pain like i feel like it was really difficult to watch <laughs> yeah. like, I, you were pretty quickly like maybe i should just get an epidural yeah so way to freak yeah. everybody out <laughs> i was gonna try and ease them into it but it was like really like you can't at least for me yeah. like i couldn't make any decisions or like yeah. i wasn't in my right mind but basically, like, uh, an hour after we got to I the hospital. I think you were just trying to go through all those feelings. So it's like you're trying to deal with that. And that's yeah, like, like all it would do. take yeah. up all of my energy. Yeah. So there was nothing left for me to be like, hey, wait a minute. Like, could you get me a different size ball? Or like, yeah. oh, maybe I could go and like I there's nothing like that happening once you get into like once you're in labor, yeah. labor like that. You're kind of just in, in labor it. and that's what you're dealing yeah. with and you can't deal with anything else. But it's hard to know, like, how would we know any of those things before? Exactly, like, yeah. Have, yeah. And th so there are definitely things that I was like, oh, next time I'd, I'd bring my own blanket too. Yeah. Or I'd bring, like, there were different things that I wish I'd kind of had there, like, mm -hmm. once I was there. Um, but, yeah, you're really not thinking about that. Like, you're just trying to get through the contraction. And it's yeah. very, like, if you want to be in the moment, go through labor because like there's nowhere else you yeah. can be but like through that contraction well, you were saying it was moment. the first time you've done something in your life that you can't stop essentially yeah it's like you have to go through it that like. was really interesting too and so if i okay so i the obvious contraction kept getting more and more intense mm. right and the midwife though was like oh this is you're so calm yeah. like this is like the calmest birth i've been to in a while or something yeah. and i wanted to say <laughs> a lot of things to her <laughs> with that but i couldn't because i couldn't speak yeah. but anyways what i was thinking in my head was like well what out like what's the other alternative yeah. like because i was thinking if i there were definitely moments where i wanted to be like oh my god i can't do this yeah. or like you know this is awful yeah, or yeah, this is yeah. blah 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 or like i'm in so much pain or anything like that or like really cry yeah. right um but i couldn't 
I was just was like, what's the point? Like, <laughs> if I start to work myself up into yeah. like a frenzy like that, like you're just trying to focus. I think it's just going to yeah. take away my energy, and it's not going to result in anything. And because that's why I was like, what are the solutions? Like, yeah. I can't stop being in labor <laughs> i'm gonna be in labor until it's over so you kind of just have to go through it the only way is yeah. through and like it's not like you can be like actually i've changed my mind i'm gonna go home now yeah. <laughs> it's like no you have to do it so yeah the pain was basically intense um and i can't remember I, at what point i don't know at what point i asked if there was something else i could do i think it was when you were in the shower oh, i don't know and i asked if i could I think you were just asking like what the options were. Yeah, I think so not being able to have a water birth really threw me off yeah, because for me too. like that's really soothing yeah. and like being able to be immersed in water and also actually the main thing with the water birth was I could get into a position that I felt comfortable. Mm. Like I really like the squatting position and yeah. that's like something that I felt uh, like being uh, being supported in that way and yeah. that's kind of how I imagined that I was going to give birth. And um after not being able to do that i was like well i'm not gonna give birth under the shower head and this like <laughs> random bathroom like on a chair that's not comfortable yeah. like how am i gonna give birth and i was just like why doesn't this chair have like a hole in it yeah. and, like, have like a stool where i can put my feet up or something right and get into that position because i've heard of um birthing stools and stuff that yeah. like help you get into the right into the right position so i felt like nothing in the room was really conducive conducive to, to me actually giving birth right so then i ended up lying on the bed so they could have my tens machine and i lay on my side a lot which wasn't really conducive to giving birth yeah. either but it was like the kind of the only thing i could get through at that time where i couldn't lie on my back at all no like that it was, felt like yeah. horrendous sharp like it yeah. felt like i was like breaking my spine yeah. or something it was so weird um and then uh yeah, yeah, so you asked about so I asked options. about my different pain options and like how I was gonna get through this and stuff and uh, yeah and then they said epidural um, morphine or gas yeah and I'd read that or I'd heard that gas didn't really work mm. or like it didn't really have an effect when well, you said you had a bad reaction I've had bad before. reactions to it yeah and it's it like laughing gas like spacey yeah. and stuff mm. but doesn't actually like give you that relief and then morphine was the other option that I hadn't looked into mm. um. And then the other option was the epidural. But she said you can just build up to them. So basically, like, the epidural is the biggest one. But she was like, you can try the others. And then if that's not enough, you can go to the epidural. Well, and I, I know you were that. you were worried about, like, mixing them. Or you were like, is that too much? I can't baby? even yeah. remember, like, what yeah. I was saying or anything. <laughs> like, I literally. Um, but she was like, no, it's fine. Like, they were just like, no, it's okay. It's not going to be, like, too much yeah too know. much well so i asked if i could try the morphine mm. and so they gave me the morphine which i feel i felt kind of you bad definitely about. felt better after the morphine. like there but was a huge difference yeah but it definitely like that helped. lasted for a few hours but i never did any research on yeah. what the morphine effects was so i felt i like quickly googled that. all of it oh. while you were doing it and i was like oh because i'd like never yeah. i'd like looked up epidural so the reason why i had been trying to avoid an epidural was because they said i know people who've had complications like because it's a needle in your spine right yeah. so sometimes you can have issues with your spine after right and yeah. like with your well, and sometimes it doesn't work for some people yeah and sometimes it doesn't work or like you'll just have one side of your body yeah. like um under no. anesthetic basically anesthesia yeah. and then the other one not um and also when you have the epidural you can't you're not allowed to move anymore so then you have to lie on your back yeah you, can't and you don't actually it. feel the lower part yeah of your body. and i heard you can't feel you can't really feel the pushes or the contractions so yeah it's more like you really have to go 
like you're not you're not going with your body as much mm. like so i didn't want to like lose that almost the connection to that the connection process. right away yeah. but i also was in so much pain yeah <laughs> so um so yeah so then we tried the morphine well yeah it was hard though because you were in a lot of pain and at first you were like oh, maybe i'll just get the epidural and i was like i know you don't actually want that but yeah. then i was also like but if you're in that much pain so then that's why we were like maybe try the other ones first and, and then just see what it's and like see. yeah and I feel like the midwife was not was discouraging me from getting the epidural too. Yeah, she remember. was more like just try the other ones yeah. first, and like you can build up to it if those aren't working and it's not. Yeah, yeah. And then so we got the I got the morphine. Wait, yeah. What did it say for the negative effects? I still haven't looked it up. I don't remember. Okay, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we did the morphine, and then there was a definite difference. Like yeah. I could breathe basically. Yeah. Um, but it didn't last. I think it was so a couple long. hours. Okay. And then so at one point they said I was, I think at the beginning I was like dilated four or five centimeters. I don't even know. I don't remember them saying anything at the beginning oh. or not. Well, at some point they yeah. said I was four or five centimeters. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you would hopefully know more than me. You know, I don't the remember that one. <laughs> And then they were like, oh. And then at some point I was eight centimeters yeah. already. And they were like, oh, great. You're I'm already. Like, that was really fast. Yeah, yeah. You're eight centimeters. Like, so everything. Aside from like the meconium and not being able to have the water birth was going actually seemed like it was going very well at the start. Yeah, and it would be fine. Your contractions were regular, like you were dilating quickly and the first so we had one midwife at the beginning, so she was there for the first few hours. Yeah. And then she switched yeah, over. Yeah, that actually I didn't like that it switched over. Yeah. That was one of those things where it was like, Oh, we got into a rhythm. And now, and now someone switched yeah. over. But she had been like, oh, I don't think it'll take very long. Like, you'll probably have her by, like, early hours of the morning. So, like, we were like, oh, okay. Like, no, they said you'll have her before midnight. Did they? I think they said early hours. Oh, I thought she said <laughs> before midnight. And I was like, oh, great. Because, like, at that time, yeah, I was like, okay, we can we'll only have a few hours I left. Know. I like, think at one point I was like, oh, it's just, like, two hours. Yeah. yeah. But you were like, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... <sighs> Yeah, so it, it wasn't like we were talking and hanging out and, like, going. And it was, like, literally, no. like, I was just... So this is probably going to freak people out, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just my birth story, right? Like, if you've ever watched a movie, like, about werewolves, right? <laughs> so, like, a werewolf and, like, how they change from human to werewolf, right? It's a big transition, yeah. and it's always, like, quite painful. Mm-hmm. And, like, their whole body is, like, morphing and, like, changing. And then they yeah. become this beautiful wolf in the end, right? And it is worth it. And then they at the full moon, right? So basically, that's what it felt like. I was like, oh, this is what that feels like. Like it felt like all my organs and everything was like moving around inside me and shifting. And like it was these huge like waves, like shuddering waves, like running through my body and and like making it like move in in totally Mm. its own accord. And I was just like along for the ride, basically. Um, So it is like this real metamorphosis and transformation, which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah um but yeah it would like justify i think the pain and stuff like that because there's a lot happening there's like a lot (laughs) happening so before midnight um when i thought i was going to be giving birth (laughs) they um and i had been i think there was a clock in the room yeah there was yeah um they said they had to check my cervix to see if i was ready to push so they checked Mm. my cervix and they said that i was had an interior anterior anterior lip. lip so it's basically like the cervix is almost fully dilated, but there's part of it that's still like, like a tiny basically bit. Like a lip over. Yeah. 
And then they were like, oh, we can't push until that's gone. Maybe if you get on all fours, that'll help. Gravity will help push it down or something. So I I had to get on all fours, which I had been in before at Mm. one point because they were like, oh, you might be more comfortable like that. But I actually found it almost like a workout at that point. Like it felt really tired and it's not. All I wanted to do was lie on my side and curl up in a ball, basically. And um, so I got on all fours and then I was just like trying to visualize like whatever that was happening and like my cervix like dilating and yeah. all those kinds of things and just getting through the pain and oh um, and then i think at that point is, is that the point when you switched to gas as well when yeah. did you start to gas so they yeah. said do you want to try gas the midwife was trying to encourage yeah i think me to try the gas so i was like okay fine i'll just try it and it they basically give you like a a thing to suck on yeah um but i honestly don't i didn't feel any effect from the gas did you not i no. feel like it seemed like it was helping you i was using it i felt like in the you same way like as a tensing thing almost? like yeah, yeah it felt like it was like a routine like contraction con- like breathe this thing in have a sip of water and scott would give me a sip of water because yeah. scott also tried the gas when <laughs> the midwife wasn't working looking <laughs> and he was like oh like nothing happened and i was like yeah but i i also couldn't communicate that yeah because like, you were just i almost get through didn't it's almost like it wouldn't have mattered if it did or didn't work. Yeah. I was just like, it was just like some, something like you give do. me something and I will do yeah. that. Like that was kind of the mode that I was in. It was yeah. just like function mode, not, yeah, not anything else. Yeah. I had no kind of like cognitive thought at that point, <laughs> I guess. Like, like, yeah. Anyways, so um, I would like take sips of the gas yeah. that just felt like <laughs> regulating my breath through like a oh. breath machine. Um, in between contractions and stuff and then take a sip of cold the cold water was amazing and yeah. the heat packs on my back yeah so there was like a fridge no yeah, um, what like was that heating, where did there you was even get thing, those from but they had like it was heating towels and like ice packs so I would like wet a cloth and then put it in there or no I would wet a cloth with cold water to give to you but then there were heat packs that I would put in the other thing and so I kept on like switching out the heat packs because there was like two so I would just like I just feel like it was like them. amazing when you put, <laughs> would put that on my lower back it felt like just like heaven like it was amazing it was just the best feeling in the world and um yeah so anyways you were just in that position forever though on your knees so basically it was like i don't even every few hours she would get me to turn over and lie on my back which was excruciating to check my cervix and see if that lip had had changed and it and then she'd say oh i'm sorry it hasn't and then i think i would cry yeah because it's like men i'd have to keep going like turn back on all fours and try again and anyways that went on for six hours a long time i don't even know i feel like like, i was like delirious along with it was just like insane like that was the thing where and i kept thinking in my head i was like what's happening next what's happening what are we doing like it felt like there was a lot of period where we were just and before the cervix thing even too i felt like i don't feel like any of them were actually good at communicating the steps or like yeah the process. And it, it and was and just it's not like someone like had to say oh you're gonna give the birth at this time and this is gonna happen but i just wanted someone to be like now we're waiting for your cervix to do this and your cervix like give me some more yeah, tips there like sometimes right i think when the first midwife was there i asked her at some point i was like oh what are we doing now like what are we waiting for but like i don't know if it's just because they're so used to the process that yeah they don't that they remember don't... to explain it but like we felt very in the dark even even with our research even with listening to everyone's like it just felt like the people in charge weren't in charge in charge yeah Yeah. especially because then they switched over which i'd heard before about happening where the midwife switch over and 
like luckily the second midwife was nice mm. like she did she was a nice person yeah. and stuff but um yeah there was like this weird man head, midwife yeah, head, like who kept like coming in and he was really weird and he like just didn't had really bad, introduce like, himself manner. and he just kind of like swoop in and like stare at a screen for two seconds and then leave and like not say anything yeah it was just a very strange energy and anyways so from midnight to 6 a.m it was just like just a a nightmare zone (laughs) (laughs) i felt like like it was just like what's life what is happening now like (laughs) it was just well and then eventually that man midwife came in and like i think he checked your cervix but then she or she checked it again and was like oh i think i've managed to move the lip because apparently you can try and manually well, no because she was like it's it? not moving itself yeah. i remember this yeah. and she was like um so i'm gonna try and push it away with my finger yeah and we were like okay like <laughs> and then she did it and an she was like oh it worked like it's staying pushed away yeah and then she's like now we can push and then i remember just being like what the fuck <laughs> like why couldn't you just try that earlier yeah. like it's been six hours like so this well, is and you thing. were saying you felt like you were ready to push oh my god so that so she was right? telling me don't push yeah or at least i think she was like yeah. earlier because at, like, it was a big she was really confusing about it because she would be like only push if you really can't not push or like but well, did she say I that she said that at some point yeah oh but i just I, like yeah. I was like, oh, I can't push. I can't push. But my whole body was convulsing mm. to try and like push a baby out. And so I was trying to go against what you were everything that my body was trying yeah. to do. And that was like what all my focus was on was like, don't push because it could be dangerous or don't yeah. do this. Like, and that was like, I just for me, I don't know why that period had to be six hours. It seemed like yeah. a really long time to wait for your cervix to a face. And we weren't offered any other options in between. No. And I couldn't speak like yeah. or rationally think i just was like is this a really long time or am i just like in some weird zone i didn't realize it was six hours it felt like no like i'm trying to remember what happened in all those times but like i feel like it was just a really long like back and forth of like okay try this position try that position like i remember feeling really frustrated with the midwife but i also didn't want to upset her or like do anything so and i also couldn't really talk right so but i kept being i think at one point i was like what's next or like what's happening or like just like talk to me a bit right like tell me like like just anything like even if you don't have the actual answers like Mm. it's just nice to have have some guidance or some like boundaries or some authority or some Mm. some anything right and um rather than just a just don't push like instruction and that was kind of it and then so at then we when she pushed the surface way herself and we were all kind of like why couldn't you have tried that earlier <laughs> like or like giving us some other options or whatever it is um then she's like okay we can try and push now and then she said that i could lie on my back or i should get on my back and i yeah. remember thinking that's really weird because i heard that lying on your back is a lot harder to push, to push. first of all it's not mm. like as natural for the baby to come out um also lying on my back was my most painful position yeah. so like which i really didn't want to do and it like it was also interesting because we didn't get back on all fours which i heard is supposed to be yeah. better for pushing but like i also I just couldn't know. i had no yeah. ability to do talk. anything <laughs> or talk so i just was like oh, okay i'll get on my back like it was just like i think was, by that point you just wanted to get through it yeah like, and, and i'm like if like, you're okay. telling me that this is what yeah. i should do then i'm gonna do it because yeah. that's like what you say and i have no ability to yeah. say anything different at this point so i got on my back um like with some heat packs under my back mm. and stuff 
and then we and then she just told me like hold my legs back and like try and push basically yeah. and then so we went through that i don't know how long we did it that wasn't for that long it wasn't for that long yeah it didn't feel like that long no. and my contractions were getting more manageable which meant that they were lessening yeah and, but i think that was like literally after six hours of yeah. my contractions being full-on and trying to push a baby out and me trying to not, not let my yeah. body do that then my body was like oh okay we don't we're not doing we're not that, doing that <laughs> so we're slowing down anyways and then so we tried to push tried to push um she didn't come out and then they said oh actually like the last two times you tried to push her heart rate really dropped and it didn't rebound the same way yeah. so um now we're like a bit w- now we're worried and we're gonna get the doctor we're gonna get the doctor and, and like you're probably yeah. gonna have to have a c-section which we were like <laughs> what and also because just a few like when things were all good i i was everything was like before midnight and after midnight yeah. that's what i feel like so before midnight they were like oh she's so chill like in between all your contractions she's mm. taking naps she's <laughs> just been like napping in between she's having a great time yeah. <laughs> she just smiled <laughs> um and so we were kind of like oh okay like everything's great yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like no her heart rate's dropping blah 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 emergency c-section yeah which is just like wait what like anyway so then the doctors came in or a doctor came in yeah. and was like okay this is what's going to happen with the c-section um well it was also confusing because she basically said your cervix wasn't actually dilated enough and then i don't, like i don't know it was it, it was confusing because she just said it wasn't fully dilated but then we were like wasn't it but then you said it lift? was like, then, everything, like yeah like, nothing was clear yeah it just wasn't and she clear. was just like oh i don't think it's gonna Work. yeah like it's just not happening it was she was said your cervix was like all around the baby's head and i was like oh then how is it dilated like, <laughs> it's just <laughs> nothing makes sense, sense. Yeah. yeah and like we just didn't know anything at yeah. that point and we were all just dying and um so the doctor came in and then she was like this you're gonna have a c-section if you have a c-section these are like the things you need to like consent to yeah. like the risks and it was like we could puncture your bladder we could puncture your bowels like um all of this stuff it's a major surgery and they were like if your uterus doesn't contract properly like after we've removed the baby we may have to completely remove it and then you're like oh Oh god what am i signing up for right and then it was also like um if you have a c-section i think they told me this later too they're like you can't have a natural birth for at least two years Mm. after which is like i would want to have another kid within two years if i could um and they're like, uh, you'll have to have another C-section. So, like, all of these things right away that you're signing up yeah. for a possibility of. Um, it was really full on. And yeah. then, but we were like, well, what what other choice do we have? And, like, we don't want to put you were her so in danger. Tired by that point. Yeah. And, like, so, so that was 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. the next day. Yeah. And, like, just, like, going through all of that and, like. Yeah, it was just so much. And then we were like, okay, we'll just do it. And what are other options anyways, right? So we're like, okay, let's do it. Let's just, like, get the baby out. Let's get her safe, right? Because they had told us, like, she wasn't going to be safe. Yeah. Um, So we agreed, right? And then there was relief. And I was like, oh, I'm going to finally have pain relief. Yeah, like, a solution. At least I'm, yeah, yeah, at least we have an end in sight. And, like, yeah, and, and I won't be feeling these, like, contractions anymore. And then... So then they went away, and then I thought they were going to come back and get me and take me for surgery. But then they came back. I don't know how much longer. It was like two minutes like, later. It was, they came back, yeah. and there was, like, two teams of people. And so it was, like, doctor team and, and then, like, the, the midwife team. Yeah. And it was, like, this head midwife that we'd never met before. And, and she looked. She didn't really introduce herself She didn't either. introduce herself. We didn't know who she was, but she looked really angry. Yeah. <laughs> And then they were like, the doctor was like, okay, actually, so we just talked to the head of the hospital. And they said, because this is a natural birth and it's your first 
um, you have the option. But if you have the option also of like we could give you oxytocin, the, uh, the oxytocin to do the induction. Yeah. Um, so basically, it would get your contractions to come back stronger, to again. come back again. And we can give you an epidural so you can probably sleep a bit. Yeah. Like, and, and then, then you can, you can try, try again. To keep pushing. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> mm. Um. So the thing that didn't make sense was because we were like, I thought you said the, that the baby's yeah, heart rate was, was dropping and that, yeah, it was dangerous for her, like for me to push because of this like heart rate stuff. Yeah. And then the doctor was like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. It's not like it doesn't matter or something. Like the whole thing it just and didn't make sense. I kept looking we were, to you because yeah. you were like, and Scott. Okay, Scott was there. Scott was amazing throughout the whole thing, and he was like yoga coaching me with like <laughs> mantras and all. Like it was just so not his thing, and yeah. he was like holding my hand and just like being just like really good physical support. But he is not good in a like when you have to like ask those kinds of questions and absorbing <laughs> information in a stressful time. He'd be like, "Wait, what just happened?" So I was like looking at Tori, being like, "What?" What do I, like you yeah. are me yeah. in that situation you were my voice like because yeah. i couldn't decipher anything at that point and so i remember you being like but wait didn't you just say oh that's yeah. about the heart rate and then yeah and then the doctor was just like oh no, it's, okay. it's fine and then we were all like we were just well it immediately just seemed, it sounded like the worst nightmare for you to keep going at like the way things had gone so far and for yeah. you to like try and keep pushing we were like but then what if it still doesn't work and then the baby's under like more that could be like another 10 hours and then like, i was like would i still have to get a c-section yeah. and they were like yeah you'd still have to get the c-section after all that and, and i didn't really understand like even if they brought your contractions back because your contractions had already been really strong so if that wasn't enough to like open your cervix enough then would it really be like it just seemed like such a risk a gamble you were so tired i had like, I no just didn't energy think you would last through no like, like i I, like, I felt unsafe yeah. in the ability of my body yeah. to like handle any more of that i felt like looking at you i was like i don't think you'll be able to <laughs> no. like and just mentally like you've already been through so much i was like i don't think yeah <laughs> and then also like we just we were like you just told us like the baby, the baby was in danger yeah. and so like, like why are we going to do all this stuff no. just to say we had a natural birth basically no. like so that the baby like it just it seemed really no weird sense. and it was just such a weird dynamic because it felt like we were on Grey's Anatomy or something and there was like a rivalry between the yeah. doctors and the midwives and like we were somehow in the middle of it and, and so we the like mid and had midwife I think she was trying to convince us to do to it do but natural. I can't even remember no, what she, she definitely was, was like you could tell but it was just it, it was just like a really unprofessional and really like it was obviously a fight between the two yeah. departments and like what they thought was best and I was just thinking like in and in my office, like yeah. at my work, I would never be able to present a client with like one option and then come back with two options and, and then, then like, like be so indecisive. Yeah. Like I would have to come in and be like, this is like, or present both options at the same time or whatever it was. It was just like coming in and telling us the C-section stuff. We did feel, re we yeah. felt relief. We felt yeah. like, okay, that's our option. That's our only option done. We'll, we'll do it. Right. Like what else are we going to do? <laughs> and, and then, then um, coming in and backtracking and then backtracking and saying actually you can do this other thing and the things that we said were dangerous aren't dangerous anymore like just none and of by it that point we know of enough for like 30 hours or something yeah we're so like, we're all uh, just like what's <laughs> going on we don't trust any of you yeah. like it was just like no one seemed like the authority in the situation um we felt quite unsafe at that point too yeah. like and then so yeah so we were like we're just gonna stick with the c-section because 
yeah this just what, doesn't uh, well make like any and you sense. were saying earlier it was basically like we were all drunk and like incapacitated and yes. like they were expecting us to make this I really important decision without real information and we were like, like yeah it's uh, not like we could go and research at that moment or anything we just had to say yes or no and like none of us were of able like sound in mind, mind. Yeah. like if we had been driving in that state we would be charged with drunk driving <laughs> or drink driving drink or whatever here, they say yeah. here. but um yeah, but we're supposed to make those kinds of huge decisions like that. Yeah. That's what, That was a, so, it was just weird. And also, mind you, while the doctors are there, this team of people are all there watching. I think, I don't think I had any underwear or anything on. I'm just like <laughs> lying there like, like a, I don't yeah. even know, like an injured whale or something. Very vulnerable. And um, I was having contractions still. So yeah. in between that, they would be asking me questions or asking me to consent to something. And I, everyone would have to stop. And I felt like the doctor seemed annoyed too <laughs> when I'd have a contraction and they'd have to wait and just sit there, stand there and yeah. watch me go through this contraction. Um, like, like my body like writhing and stuff. Yeah. And then um, after I'd have to say like, yes or no. <laughs> just like it was just happening. really intense it was such a weird situation and um yeah i just wish that they come with uh, with a unified front and seemed a lot yeah. more professional like if they had come and first said we can do this induction and we'll do the epidural and then if not we'll go to c-section i would have said okay because i would have yeah. thought that's what we have to do next that's yeah. just what we do but coming in and making it seem so definite kind of willy-nilly yeah. and like and well, like, first definite that it's C-section and then... Yeah, and yeah. then, like, um, also, like, it was more about their own personal issues yeah. like, rather than actually about you me and what like I should be doing next. At, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like we're looking at this individual patient and how she's feeling at this moment yeah. and trying to figure out what's going to be the best thing for her. It wasn't that at all. It was more like midwives versus doctors versus, yeah. like, yeah, their own their own agendas. Um. Anyway, so then we just said... I think I looked at you and you were like, just do this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what I needed. I just needed someone, someone. to tell me this is what yeah. we're doing next. And that's like, what's going to work. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I felt so much relief just by having a decision, yeah. knowing that something was going to happen and immediately, and that I was going to get pain relief too. Yeah. So then they came back and got me and I was so sad because I had gone through the whole process with you and then I was like so ready to see her come yeah. out and then I didn't get to see any of it. Well, that's a allowed. huge thing. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know if we just talk about that right now. Yeah. It's like going through that labor process and then not having that end final result. Outcome. Like there yeah. is something that's like therapeutic. I think, yeah. Like, it's like that final, like, like it feels like that's the, all the work was for that. And that yeah. moment, right? Like I think there's something so magical mm. about a vaginal birth. So yeah. I really wish I had able to have that experience, it. like yeah. that final end result. Well, you did like every single thing <laughs> yeah, up to that up last to point. point. But that that thing, like I did have that image of like imagining her coming out and then yeah. being put on my stomach, right? Yeah. Or like seeing the umbilical cord or seeing yeah. all of that stuff and like birthing the placenta and like yeah. all of those things that, yeah. And I felt like the other thing I really wanted to talk about was like, you and Scott and how I just like loved you both so <laughs> much and like so hard during that and being able to have both of you there like in the birthing suite was just so amazing and like you guys like I literally could not have done it without you no. and I feel like you both had like your own individual strengths like strengths <laughs> that like really helped We're me both through tearing it. up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like I was like I'm just so lucky yeah. like and it was like such a it I was going to say it would have been. It was still, like, magical in it its was. own way. It but, really intense. like, I like, think we would have all... It just would have been unbelievable yeah. to, like, have that final vaginal yeah. birth with the two of you both there in that setting. Like, I just feel like, yeah, we yeah. were all, like, rooting so hard for that to happen. Um, and, yeah. And anyways, that's really... It's really, really special, whoever you have yeah. with you in the birthing suite. So, yeah, it just makes 
make sure it's like a great it's just a wonderful experience like that yeah. stuff and i really do feel like you guys like went through birth too it does feel like you weren't that. having contractions but i felt like oh my god that would have been so intense for you for 30 hours to be like healthy um yeah anyway so then they they came back and the doctor oh, and you did ask because one of the things is like when you have the vaginal birth the baby gets bacteria like yeah the, it, the so there's a the, your vagina has a microbiome right yeah. just like your gut does um and so when you have the vaginal birth the baby comes through your vagina and picks up all the microbiome yeah. like on their face and stuff and that really helps with their immunity um yeah, yeah and just like their first start in life and so one of the things i know in scandinavia like in denmark and sweden and stuff is they have it so that if you have a c-section they basically will swap your vagina and like rub it all over the baby's face when they're born which sounds gross but like that's like a really yeah. great way to like mimic the same effects and mm -hmm. stuff and make sure that the baby has a good good start good healthy start to life so in australia i'd heard that they don't do that right mm -hmm. and so i asked the doctors oh but like can we do something like that and i feel like the doctor from what i remember it seemed a bit like oh. she basically said that Sadie had already been through your vagina canal. Like she'd basically already been exposed to all of that because you'd gone so far. I felt like if labor. that hadn't happened, though, she wouldn't have done it. Yeah. That was the feeling I got. Yeah. But I don't know if I was just imagining yeah. that. Do you think? I felt I, like she was kind of like she skeptical was a bit or, or something. Like cold, oh, yeah. but very like cut and dry and like this, this, this. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, if she doesn't believe in that, she probably would have been like, nah. Um, but yeah, she was like, she's been in your vaginal canal for yeah. six hours. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I hope, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then the doctors came back and got me and then they wheeled me away. And I don't know where you went. What did you do after that? Because oh. you couldn't, Tori couldn't come, but Scott, yeah. they let scrub they, up. They like kicked me out of the room and then I went, I put a bunch of stuff in the car. They didn't let you stay in the hot tub? No. <laughs> I put a bunch of like stuff back in the car because, oh, they said, because you were going to go to like the birthing or the maternity ward after and they were like, oh, you can maybe go find out what room they'll be in. So I went there, but it wasn't even open yet because it was too early in the morning. So then I went and put stuff in the car and then I just went and sat in the cafeteria. Because <laughs> the, the, actually someone told me it was going to be a few hours. Like they were like, oh, it'll be a long time. But it wasn't. It was so fast. No, <laughs> it was so fast. That's so weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't even know how fast something like that would be. But so they wheeled me away and then I was just like, oh, my God, relief, pain relief. Like that's yeah. what I was thinking. That's all I could think. And then they gave me um, and then we were in it, the operating room. It oh. was like, I think once we finally decided C-section everything did feel better in that way where like the anesthesiologist came in every like the team started coming in and we're like this 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 is what's happening yeah. and that's more what we wanted the the rest of the birth process to be like yeah like, to have people more in command and being like and just telling us exactly. and i know birth isn't the same as an operation but i yeah. i do think like with anything you can create an experience where you'd still feel like you were part like because if you're going into hospital yeah. anyways you're part of a process if you're yeah. at the hospital you're not at home yeah. right so just like some more information about each thing even though like we would know what some of that stuff was it's just for someone to tell you yeah. we're in this phase now this is what's happening yeah the next phase that we're waiting for is this and then this is what will yeah. happen in that phase like i think it would have really helped just more structure all of us yeah or if, if she was like tori like um, Alex is probably going through this right now. It would really yeah. help her if you did this, this, and this. Like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was it really was, weird. Yeah, it was very... But like, maybe that's too much for us to expect. I, like, I don't know, though. Like, uh, yeah. I think they... Yeah. It just felt like she was kind of there. Maybe it was like she almost... It felt like she was at work. Like, yeah. rather yeah. than she was, like, at my birth. It's yeah. like she was at work and it was like, oh, I'm a bit tired. It's a late shift. Yeah. Like... <laughs> 
I'm just going to like be kind of quiet because I, you know, maybe I'm, I'm a bit yeah. hungover. Today. She wasn't hungover. No. But, you know, it's yeah. just like that thing where it's like a certain day it at work when you go in yeah. and you're like, oh, yeah, today can't wait for this shift to be over. <laughs> like, that's kind of more what it yeah. felt like. Whereas for us, it was like a pivotal yeah, moment in our lives. Um, yeah. Anyway, so then we went to the operating room and I've had like surgeries before and I actually find it like a weird comfort zone, mm. which is I know a lot of people <laughs> don't. But I feel like I, I like once I'm in that zone, I feel like I feel weirdly safe, mm. which is really weird. Mm. Um, so I I was just like, oh, it'll like. I mean, I wasn't as scared as I probably should have been, but I thought they'll, they do C-sections all the time. I like, think you had so much relief by that point. Yeah, too. and so I wasn't really that worried, I would say. And it was like Bright Lights, and they were playing Rufus, which is like <laughs> my favorite band, and they were all making jokes and stuff, and I was just like, okay, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, we're here, this is what's happening kind of thing. Um, and then Scott was able to come in and scrubbed up, and then, so they make you, you're awake, basically, when they have the C-section. They put up a tarp. So you can't see what's yeah. happening and then they give you anesthetic so you can't feel anything beneath your boobs basically. Yeah, how was the epidural in the end? Um it was really good. I don't know if it was the same as an epidural that I would get. I think it might have been some something slightly different from what they said. I don't know. But um it was great. I couldn't feel anything mm. as what I wanted at that point. Yeah. Um I couldn't feel anything when they did anything to me. So there was no That's pain great. or anything. And I, it was like Scott and I actually talked. I don't even know what we talked about, <laughs> but it was like the first time I could talk in, in like yeah. all that time basically. And then he was just like sitting at my head and then we just started chatting and we were chatting for a little while. And then all of a sudden there was just these baby cries, but we still talk. We were still talking. <laughs> and then I remember I was like, oh wait, are those is that our baby? my baby? <laughs> like, yeah, is that our baby? It was like such a surreal moment because yeah. you're like, is that that's not just like some random baby <laughs> somewhere else? We're in a closed room, and then yeah, I just hear those cries, and then um, they got Scott to like, they're like, you can come and like cut the umbilical cord, so he got to see her first, and then he just like disappeared behind where they were doing, and then he came back and he was just like sobbing, like Aww. like, and he which and he was not a crier at no, all, Scott's and he was like, like I'm not gonna Aussie. cry at the blah blah blah, <laughs> and he came back and he was just like tears were streaming down his face, and he was just like, she's so beautiful, <laughs> so beautiful, and it was just, yeah, it was like such a nice moment, and now I'm teary about it, Aww. but, and then um. Yeah, and then I just hear her crying, and then they basically just came and, like, threw her on my neck, <laughs> which was so weird, and then I just saw this face, and it was so crazy, because she looked just like me as a baby, yeah. and that was, like, so, I wasn't expecting that at yeah. all, so it was so weird to, like, look at yourself <laughs> in, like, a weird way, it was so surreal, and, um, yeah, it was just, like, so strange, and one of the things is like because Tori and I've talked a lot about our issues like with our family and stuff growing up and how it's like propelled us to like you know go across the world and try all these different things and stuff and (laughs) it was like so weird to like to make another member of our family or like to see someone that like looked like us like also with my identity if like you listen to our um our episode on like race and stuff Mm. like that which was um why we love the kardashians like that's the episode title uh, it was so weird to like, yeah, make another version of yourself when you have felt displaced in the world mm-hmm. and you have felt like you didn't always know what your identity Making was your or own family that now. nobody looked like you or that you were all yeah. this kind of stuff. And then it like there was just this other person that was another like Ishii yeah. sister. 
And I also felt like when I looked at her, like I knew her. I felt like that once I saw her too. I was yeah. like, oh, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like. It just, it was like so interesting. Um, And yeah, and kind of just like amazing. And then we, like all of this is kind of fuzzy, but like we got wheeled into some other room after they just like finished. It was just so fast. It was so mm. fast. It was, the C-section itself was really professional, even like though. 20 minutes or less. Like, it felt, so yeah, it just felt like nothing. And then, um. Yeah, and then they wheeled us out, and then we went to some other play area, and there were these midwives, and they um, just, like, put her on my boob, basically, right away mm. and stuff, and then, like, all this other stuff happened, and then we got taken to our hospital suite. So, in Australia, you get up to two days if you have a vaginal delivery, and you get three days if you have a cesarean section. Um, a C-section. That's a cesarean yeah. section? Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> so, Australia actually, like again just like never ceases to amaze me with like how amazing their social services mm -hmm. are and like all these other things like i get to stay at the hospital for three days um a midwife basically comes and checks on you you get a midwife assigned that like every six hours or 12 hours mm -hmm. or something like that and she comes and checks on you like it was like every hour at the beginning and like would give me my drugs and give us help us like um with breastfeeding and stuff like that and expressing col colostrum so basically when you are having a baby you don't actually have milk right away the milk doesn't come in right away you make colostrum which is like this like golden yellow liquid that's mm. supposed to be like all the good stuff and it's super full of like antibodies and vitamins and minerals and really high calorie density but you don't make too much of it so you give mm. them just a little bit at a time and um their tummies are supposed to be like the size of like a little green pea basically oh, wow. so they don't need that much right um the first few days and then you just have to like I had to express that because my nipples were already like kind of rubbed raw, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to wait for them to heal. Um, but that's like a whole other thing. Anyway, so then, yeah, we were just like in this hospital room. We had like all of our knees taken care of. Scott had like a little couch area to sleep on. <laughs> and uh, there was like this TV computer on like a robotic arm that you could like move anywhere in the room. And I would have to choose what meals I wanted for the next day. And then the meals would just come in and someone would like come and pick them up after. You literally didn't have to do anything. Like someone was just taking care of like every thing that you needed. <laughs> All you had to do was learn how to have a baby and learn how to take care of a baby. And they just like babysat you basically through that, which I thought was really interesting. Really nice. And I remember when I walked out at one point when I could walk again, because the C-section is a major yeah. recovery i didn't i don't think i stood up for like a while at the beginning mm. um because i couldn't and yeah and then i walked outside into the hallway and i just heard like all these like babies. newborn babies crying <laughs> and i like looked down the hallway and i was like this is a weird like baby hotel like <laughs> and it was just would be other tired mothers like and these midwives walking in and out of each room and like each mother is like kind of going through the same thing as me and we're all just there with these little like Baby. new babies like it was just it was really interesting yeah. and then also what happens is once you're discharged they uh arrange for a midwife to come and do home visits so you get a visit on your second day mm. and on your fourth day at home and then they basically just check to see that like you have everything you need at home that the baby's okay and that they're gaining weight and then they eventually sign you off and like sign you out of the program and they just have so many amazing services so they set you up with a lactation consultant if you need it and make appointments they have 
these centers all around the Gold Coast called child services centers that you mm. can go to once a week uh, and just drop in to get the oh. baby weighed and like ask any questions you have. That's and really good. Yeah. And then like I think we have a child services person coming in next week actually for a mm. home visit. So like you're just you can't slip through the cracks. That's like really if you had good. postpartum depression, yeah. if you were alone like doing this, um, they're really there like watching you and there to help you I felt like and I I, like we were okay after the second visit and stuff but like I know if you weren't like I I think they would have just kept coming yeah like checking up helping you out like it's just so nice like it's just great it is really nice even at the hospital um I forget who we were talking to one of the midwives or nurses and you were telling them a bit about your birth story and they were saying oh you can come have us or do they always just send a social worker to talk to you i don't know no they don't they don't so yeah actually that was one of the things i felt so um upset yeah and, like, probably hormonal too but about everything that had happened and it felt already like i was getting ptsd, PTSD. yeah um like i was really happy with like how obviously how the c-section had turned out and that yeah. it was like health like that i was okay and I, I, my yeah. bowels weren't punctured and stuff <laughs> and um that the baby that sadie was like safe and and okay but yeah i was having it was almost as if we'd had like a really big drunken night and then the three days after i kept having flashbacks about stuff that like a midwife had said or like the doctor had said that i I hadn't remembered and it was like i was having all these just like kind of nightmare things and i and like coming to terms with the idea too that i had gone in perfectly healthy and like had this really healthy pregnancy and all this kind of stuff and i felt like i came out um like injured basically yeah. like i had a major surgery i had to recover yeah. from when i stood up it feel it would feel like my stomach was falling I think this off having like, like the after effects of the c-section were really big on you just because you weren't expecting to have one yeah and i didn't, wasn't prepared for i don't it think you realize how incapacitated you would feel after it that's and how part. awful for me yeah. being incapacitated is like because yeah. i'm such a doer person who like moves yeah. around and does stuff yeah. so that's like been a huge part of the yeah. recovery more so than even like figuring out how to deal with having a baby yeah. like having a newborn it's been like dealing with my body like not, not being, being able to function mm. um and so now i'm what three weeks in a bit yeah. postpartum and i still can't go for a walk yeah. basically well, they said it's six weeks six recovery. weeks recovery yeah and i and also you don't sleep so mm. like that's the thing we had the 30 hours of being awake and then i haven't had a full night's sleep since then yeah even at the <laughs> hospital it was like you would only sleep like an hour or two and then someone would come in and check on you or you'd have something to do with the baby mm. and um, it's like not a way to recover from a big surgery. So those kinds of things were really yeah. intense. Yeah. And like, I think if I had factored in that I might have a C-section, I would have done more research on it and I would have felt yeah. more prepared. Yeah. But I just went in so blind on that. So, but I was trying not to like, yeah, like in like look up stuff i didn't need to look up because yeah. people are always like that i overdo the research or over research <laughs> or over worry about yeah, something right yeah. so so i was trying not to be like that and then yeah. i kind of wish i had yeah. in some ways just because it was such a shock yeah so yeah but yeah but the social worker came and talked to us and then we just yeah so i asked story. i said because yeah. I, I was worried that i would have like real issues with giving birth again and be scared to go to the hospital or something like that because i was already starting to feel really like (gasps) like anxious when thinking about it so i asked if i could speak to someone and then so they said yeah we'll we'll have a social worker come by and we'll have a doctor come by Mm. so they did both so we had an appointment with a doctor not someone who was on the team with us uh, like during the surgery and then we had a social worker come and it was like so helpful it was the social worker basically was like 
yeah, that is messed up. And she yeah. said that she'd ha- heard two other cases or things like that had happened that month. Yeah. And just having that validation of like, okay, something did go yeah. wrong and it didn't have to be like that. And it's not just like in my head. Yeah. Like and something the doctor didn't basically right. validated it as well. The doctor, <laughs> felt, I felt like the doctor was like going in there for like don't like they p- suing and stuff isn't a big thing in australia yeah. so it's not like the same as u.s culture yeah. but it felt kind of like that thing where it was like you have to go in and mitigate this yeah. and make sure that they don't feel like they've been wrong like yeah. coming out but tori and i are very good <laughs> question askers and i yeah. felt like she kind of was like, like oh, oh fuck like i have to admit that like because yeah. we were like yeah okay even though we understand the reasoning for like going to this this and this because she explained like exactly what led up to deciding on the c-section and deciding and then coming back with the induction and stuff we were like she did like admit i guess that she was like yeah it was unprofessional the way it was presented and some of that doesn't make sense yeah because yeah just so (laughs) So much of it didn't make sense it was good to have that validated and be like okay like at least like there's nothing we can do to change it but it's like it does make a difference yeah. to just know have some peace of mind and that gave peace yeah. of mind and i do feel so much better about yeah. everything now just having gone so if you have any issues and i know because i have so many friends this is the thing so i looked it up before and australia is like c-section crazy right so mm. i think we have the highest c-section rates in the world or some of the highest and like elective and, and yeah. emergency or whatever so it's like 35 percent or something of australian births end up in c-section mm. or are are a c-section and so many of my friends have gone in to give natural births and ended up with emergency c-sections like for different reasons than mine so yeah it's just it's just something to know and yeah and take into account maybe be ready for (laughs) but like the c-section itself was actually great yeah like i would say i mean it's not how i'd want to give birth like Mm. i want to give birth vaginally at some point if i can but I did feel safe once we were in the room and like if you are going in for a c-section because i know you some people you have to do it right like it i don't actually think that's anything to fear to that way because it it is so much um easier and safer for a doctor to do a c-section because they know exactly what they can do and yeah and how to do that so yeah i wouldn't be like worried worried if that's what you had to do it's fine um but yeah, I feel like there's so much other stuff I want to say, but this is already pretty long, uh, isn't it? Or we still got time. Anyways, is like, it like so after experiencing all that with your next birth? Like, what what do you think you'll do differently going into it, or like what? Well, yeah. I don't know. So like one of the midwives who came to for the home visit because I said I was like, oh, and I can't have another vaginal birth for over uh, like two years. two years, right? And she like gave me a wink and was like, year and a half. <laughs> and I was like, wait, is that like negotiable? Like what is like? And wait, the main worry with that is they're worried the scar is going to rupture. And then that I can. I think so. Yeah. I think. Because so. they cut open your uterus. Your uterus. Yeah. yeah. But then is it when you're pushing it would or? I think so. I don't so. really like oh, yeah, know. I, I haven't really looked know, into it sure. either. Yeah. I haven't had time. It's not like on the forefront of my yeah. mind yet. But um, that was kind of interesting. And. Yeah, it would be weird to have a planned C-section. Yeah, well, it seems like it would be, like, so easy in that way. Like, you don't have to go through that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. It's, like, definitely stuff I have to, like, look into more. Oh, but so one of the things you had said, because you talked to people at your work about what happened. Yeah, I was talking to my boss. Like, I told her the story, and she used to be a nurse, and her daughter is actually pregnant, too, and she was saying that she would definitely get a doula. And, like, I didn't really know anything about Yeah, I looked at much. doulas actually yeah. before, but I also was kind of like, oh, do, do I, I need, need a doula? Yeah. Like, 
But I think they're basically like... I thought like the midwife would be, be the, doula? the doula. Yeah. I think it would basically be like they'd kind of be your advocate in the end at the hospital because you would work with them leading up to the birth and they would yeah. know what you want and they know the birth process more than you would ever know it, I think. So yeah. then like if she had been there with us or if we had a doula with us, like she could have... Like the six hour Yeah, period. she could have given us what the options... Like I think she would have been that like source of authority that we wanted that we needed, and also yeah. your advocate and be like although i was thinking are... if i had a doula would you be allowed in maybe not I which would have been awful <laughs> so I, I can't have a doula but like but that's just covid days isn't it i don't know can you have three people in i don't know no that's a lot. big room yeah it was a big room <laughs> but um yeah so doula would have been nice be good, yeah like someone like that if i could have a home birth i would love to have a yeah. home birth but i don't think i would be able to now but yeah, just like that kind of thing too, because I was like, oh, I didn't actually need, so like the meconium, I had to go in for the hospital yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But then the midwife and the th- the things that I thought would happen weren't weren't there. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, that's just what happened, and it did all turn out good in the end. Although I know for a, a lot of people that there's a trigger when people are like, oh, but in the end you have a happy, healthy baby. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like, well, of course everyone wants a happy, healthy baby, yeah. but. There are other things like that that happen, yeah. And I didn't think I was so tied to a birth story, but I was in the end, too. Like, I was really tied to a water birth. (laughs) I didn't think that that would not happen. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was like... natural, though, to be picturing it a certain way. And then, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, just quickly, I guess, like, what do you want to say about new mom life? Or do you think we can yeah, do a whole other podcast well, on that? To, do, to <laughs> talk about that and stuff too. Because I'm in like my first, they call it the fourth trimester, right? Yeah. So it's the first 40 days like after birth. And I think for me, part of the C-section, it's interesting having had that, rec- having to recover through that because now having to recover through that, I realized there's no way that I would have taken that downtime for the yeah. first 40 days that you're supposed to. Yeah. So like in a lot of cultures it's like you literally don't leave the house yeah. right and like i think one like, is like you don't wash your hair for the yeah. first week or like you like you just stay in a room with stay the baby. in a room with the baby nurture yeah. the baby and then have everyone else take care of you and make your food for you mm. like there's like a diet you should follow of like warm nourishing easy to digest yeah. foods and all of this kind of stuff um but uh yeah with the c-section like that's just like I feel had like I've had to rest. Yeah. Well, but I haven't even been resting. <laughs> yeah. I, haven't had to, I haven't been able to yeah. sleep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I like I think. Oh, the things I did write down some stuff in the notes. Yeah, I oh, think I one of the main know. things that we were talking about before you gave birth because we were like, oh, what if you do get like, um, post what is it postpartum, postpartum depression, depression or this stuff, and just knowing like. It's so common, I think, for new moms to get overwhelmed and get burnt out and feel like really and just know that almost that's part of the process. Yeah, and we were saying just always remember what was it that we said? This will pass. This too shall pass. pass. So like, just really do it day by day. I think because you've definitely had days like there was a day last week where you were like, I just feel so flat. Like I don't know. Yeah, I was like, just know tomorrow will be different. And it was different. And it was, but it's like it is like when there's so many new things happening, it's so overwhelming and it's also monotonous in like a lot of ways, and you feel like there's a never ending like new things coming up or new things to do. Like of course you're gonna have. Well, that's actually a woman that I worked with like back in my first job yeah. like in when was that like 2007 or something i remember her saying about having a baby and she said when just when you think you can't take it anymore 
like whatever is yeah. happening in the stage or whatever they change <laughs> and they like grow or like yeah. and then they're in a new phase and then you're like oh i miss that old phase and then she <laughs> and i always remember that yeah. where she was like you think that like somehow that's going to be it's what it is end. forever yeah. and then it changes and then you actually even miss it and like yeah. so like every it's, it's always changing like this too shall pass this too yeah. shall pass so that's kind of a thing. Also, um, a big thing that they warned me about and everyone talks about is on day four and five is when you have like a crazy like hormone release and stuff. Mm. And it definitely happens. I could not stop crying. Yeah. The like day real like sobbing cries. Yeah. Like, but I also knew because everyone kept saying it's day four and five. Well, and I told because I work with all these women who are older and they've all gone through that. And they were like, yep. Oh, day four or five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's just like, that's the, just funny because I'll go in and tell them things that you've said. And they'll be like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like it is funny because everyone's been through it. But then not everyone does share all of it. Like, you know, some of it. Yeah. Some of it, you're like, oh. And they're like, oh, OK. And it helped so much to that people had said day four or five. Because then I was yeah. like, oh, OK, this is. Not Normal. me going crazy. Well, it's the this same is thing just like, like we said when we started to track our periods and then realize you have that really sad day like a couple yeah. of days before. It's like when you know that it's it's so much for easier reason, to deal with, like, okay. like knowing you don't yeah. think you're broken or like exactly, yeah. and you don't get consumed by it. Yeah. You can just like let it flow through you, and it's actually nice to have a big cry, yeah. like especially when you know that that's not like how you're gonna be forevermore. <laughs> um, yeah. So some of the things that I wanted to say was oh, what coming home like one of the things that I think is super important is like it, it that whole thing about nesting before the baby gets here, preparing, mm. cleaning, washing, doing all that stuff. It actually is a lifesaver. So, you know, Scott was kind of making fun of me for it. Like, Oh, you don't need to have everything perfect, but like, I'm so <laughs> glad I did anything that I did. There's like so much more I could have done yeah. before. Like, cause when you get home with the baby is like, especially if you've had a C-section and you have to recover from it, like, and Scott was so tired too. Yeah. Right. It's both of us were, um, you are going to be so happy for any prep yeah. that you did beforehand. Like anything you can do to like just make your life a bit easier. Well, like, you're ma- you basically just have capacity for keeping the baby alive at that point. Exactly. <laughs> and they need you yeah. like for so much of the day, right? Um, and night and everything. So um, anything like that that you can get sorted out. Um, one of the things, so like as soon as we got back, like we were just so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then I remember Tori came over and like we asked you to like get, certain oh, things pump, for us that we needed we pump. needed a breast pump yeah. we needed like these things that we didn't know we would need and she brought like half a loaf of banana bread like fresh <laughs> baked and literally like the next day that's all we ate we just like <laughs> i remember scott went down and he like put it on cut up a slice put it on the frying pan and like heated it up and then like literally slathered these giant <laughs> slabs of butter that were probably the same size uh. as the banana bread and then he and i just ate that all day that's like <laughs> when we ate that was the only thing we ate and we'd just be like oh my god <laughs> banana bread. um and yeah there's just lots of stuff that we needed actually mm. that we didn't know we would need like we had to kind of sort out systems yeah and like figure out like with with changing her diaper and with feeding her and because i was having issues with breastfeeding um because my nipples like just all of this kind of yeah. stuff had happened originally so it's like i had to pump i had to like I was like expressing basically pumping all the time and then you have to sterilize the bottles and then you have to, you just need so much stuff, yeah. right? Like more than you would think you would. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So with that, like to, we just needed Tori, like cause Scott like couldn't drive at that point. <laughs> he hadn't had any sleep or anything. And we were just both up all night. Um, and we needed one of the things that was good. I asked Tori to go out and just get like as many tea towels mm-hmm. or like, and hand towels and, 
face cloths and stuff as yeah. she could and just bring them like 20 or something and then because i found that we were like using those a lot and then so she brought those up um we washed them all and we had them and now we have this huge supply mm. and you just use them for everything like we like <laughs> lay down so we use tea towels all the time for our baby we just lay them down on like the mattress if she's gonna lie down on it or like her little bed that she has downstairs or on the sofa and that way if she spits up or anything happens like she's just it's like you just throw that out right we put that down on the change table too because i had like the like nice like um covers for the change Mm. table but like you don't need that right you just need stuff that's like super easy and you can wash really quickly so stuff like that just made life so easy and like Mm. my job is a user experience (laughs) um, designer right so i design like functional experiences for people when they use websites or apps or any of those kinds of things like how can we make this as easy, straightforward, intuitive yeah. as possible? And basically that's like what we were trying to do with being at home. We, we got the whiteboard that we had downstairs that we hadn't used mm. in forever. We brought it upstairs and we created like a breastfeeding schedule that where we would like yeah. say how much we pumped, how much we were giving her, what times like, cause you're supposed to feed a baby every, um, at the beginning it was like, maybe it was two to three hours, like until she got her br- back up to her birth weight. Cause babies yeah. lose weight at first. Um, and then it's like three to four hours. So then we were like trying to keep track of all of that. Like, and then we could show that to the midwife too, when Mm. she came over. So we like developed this whole little like sterilization also station upstairs with like the kettle and stuff. So we wouldn't have to go downstairs to do it. Um, yeah, just all of that kind of stuff was one of the other things I did was I baked my own lactation cookies, um, with like brewer's yeast and flaxseed meal, which is supposed to be really helpful in producing milk. Um, and I did that before I gave birth and I had them in the freezer mm. and that was like a lifesaver too, especially cause I'd be hungry yeah. in the middle of the night or whatever. And I wouldn't have food, like easy food to eat. Um, so yeah, just like any kind of preparation like that, um, before you want. And then also during the pregnancy and then after too. So I'm part of like the what to expect website like forum. Um, and then also a bunch of baby and mother groups on Facebook who like were giving birth at around the same time as me. And those have still been super helpful. Like sometimes they're triggering yeah, because you'll be like, oh, what's this like about different posts? But I know so some people don't like being part of those groups. But for me, it's also just been really nice to like everyone's going through the same yeah. thing and people will post questions and post stuff and it'll be exactly what I've been thinking on that yeah. day or like and that's just been super helpful too. Well, even me, I follow some people on Instagram who've also had babies right now and I keep on sending you their yeah. stories because they'll just talk about something that like is exactly what you were talking about. Like Sadie like, okay. like was grunting all yeah. night and it's like, oh, she's learning how to go poo. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, So yeah, that kind of stuff I find like really helpful. Mm. Um yeah oh and the other thing the colostrum stuff they talked about before like the pre-milk so some people had said my doctor didn't even say you should start expressing it before but some people were like oh you should try and express some and it's like before you give birth so you like use a syringe and you like pick it up it seems so weird and Mm. scott and i were kind of like should we i think we tried one and we have one still in the freezer and then we didn't really do it again yeah but once we were in the hospital and after the c-section too which is supposed to um sometimes inhibit your milk production and stuff I we were like oh then we understood why it would have been so good if we had been collecting colostrum before it would have helped us yeah. so much to have like a bunch of syringes with us like just to feed her it would have yeah. really like lessened the load so that's one of the things that I would definitely do next time mm. um, before and yeah and then I talked about the Australian healthcare system yeah. which I'm just like so like we didn't pay anything and then it's one amazing. of the things on the forums the what's to what to expect so what to expect is worldwide forum. Yeah. Um, so all these Americans have posted saying 
how much did your birth cost you? And one person just posted being like, we got a bill for $116,000 for the C-section. And then because of their insurance or something, they got it taken down to 30,000. I just like, can you imagine coming out of birth and owing tens of thousands of dollars? Americans do anything. How do you pay for anything? (laughs) Like, I feel for you. I feel for you in every way. Like, it's already expensive enough. I was like, oh, I have to buy a $200 pump or I have yeah. to do this. Like after I can't even imagine leaving, doing something natural that is helping support the economy, having yeah. babies too, right? Like continuing the... Well, some people like, on that forum said they had a completely natural birth and it was four hours and then it was still like $40,000 or something. Like That's just, just like, like, I don't even know. Yeah. I just don't even know. And I'm sorry that you have to go <laughs> through that because that's just not fair. It's really not no. fair. Um, But yeah, in Australia, I'm just, again another thing that i think is amazing about you yeah i love you australia okay (laughs) uh and the other thing is like it i don't know if this is like this for everyone's relationship but like for scott and i like i feel like we were even more in love Mm. in the most like intense way after because it was such a beautiful thing to go through together and like i never felt like I felt even closer. Not yeah. I felt even closer to him than I could even imagine. It felt yeah. like I really leaned on him and relied on him, and it really felt like we were going through the birth together, like with yeah. the way that he was. And I feel like he was so in awe of me too, and he kept being like, "I can't believe like you did that and like went <laughs> through it, and like that was so amazing, or like that was so yeah. all these things." And um, yeah, so it's a really good relationship booster, which is also probably good because when you come home and it's so stressful, <laughs> it's probably really good to be in a love bubble. Yeah. So maybe that's like an evolutionary probably. thing as well, actually, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we managed. We did not. We yeah. actually, I'm always surprised, like in crises, I feel like he and I have done really well in yeah. stressful, like situations stressful, like that. Or like yeah. when we're moving to the house, like we actually don't fight in those situations. Yeah. We fight in other situations, <laughs> which are like, that's ridiculous. Why are we fighting? But do Um, well under pressure then yeah i think under pressure we do really well so that's like that's been so nice to see too um and yeah it's felt like such a little family unit like you me scott and sadie and like tori's just been our savior and like just bringing us just just say what do you need today like you need something like from the supermarket and she did our first grocery shop for us too um (laughs) you can hear sadie groaning um so yeah that's just it's just been nice and then we've had like nice little dinners together and stuff and it is just like a little bubble right now so yeah oh and the other thing baby wearing i got a uh, oh i forget what a checko checko c-h-e-k-o-h baby carrier which is like the soft wrap carrier i watched one video on youtube is so much easier to use than i thought it would be Mm. um and it is a lifesaver because anytime we've had to take her to an appointment or the grocery anyway. store or like yeah. anything she just loves it it's like her, she's back in the womb she just sleeps <laughs> against me or you or scott yeah. or whoever it is like scott and i have gone we went out for a valentine's day like beach picnic we went to an indian restaurant the other day yeah. like after after um the hospital visit or the doctor visit and we have been able to do little things yeah like with good. so much ease um oh yeah and let's talk about sadie like she's yeah she's super chill i feel like she is really an aquarian i think i know but i also was like we don't know any other babies right now so like what are other babies like but she doesn't actually like she's not very fussy no she's been really easy like in a lot of ways as long as she's fed there is it's there there's definitely truth to that thing where they're like all babies change every day like because i feel like today i'm like she looks like scott but like when she was first born she really looks so much like us and she looks really asian yeah but like every 
every day. It was like, I'm now like, oh, she's got like reddish she? hair. Yeah, we're and, like, she's like, a navy ginger. eyes right now. We're like, is she some sort of weird like Irish fairy? And she's very fair skinned. <laughs> yeah. We were at the lactation consultant and the lactation consultant was like, oh, it's her English rose complexion. And Scott and I were like, English <laughs> rose complexion? Like what? But Scott has his Irish background. Yeah, I he guess, does so. have an Irish background. Um, but yeah, I want to know if like her eyes will stay blue and she has so much hair right now. Yeah. And, like, will it be more ginger or light? Will she be able to tan? Like, what is she going to settle on? <laughs> will she go to the beach? Um, yeah. And also like her personality, too. Yeah. I feel like we don't really know no, what it is. Yet. She's still kind of just like eat, sleep. Poo. That was one of our questions. We were like, what's she going to be like when she comes yeah. out? Will we know right away? Yeah. And it's like, no, we actually we don't. don't. And um, one of the things with humans is they say we're a really weird like species, spe- like species, because other mammals and stuff like we're the only ones that are so um, dependent, dependent when we come out and like incapable of like yeah. taking care of ourselves. Because like you'll see like a kangaroo when they come out, they most just animals can walk jump around, around or, or like walk or, like, or yeah. do something or like a little kitten or something. But like babies, literally human babies can't do, do anything. anything, like yeah. anything really. Um, except for search for your nipple if they're on your chest. If they're on your Which chest. Which they try and do that yeah. with everyone, including Tori and yeah. Scott. <laughs> but that's like their instinctual thing. But otherwise, they're so helpless. So you really have to be everything for them. But um, yeah, we're excited to see when her, well, when her real smile comes. When's that supposed to happen? Six or weeks, six I weeks. said. And yeah. so that was also the weird thing being in like the baby hotel and stuff. I was like, oh, they're all the same. Mm. Like, and then she like. She, they have like a startle reflex and stuff yeah. it's so cute like and she'll like always take her arms and put them up by her ears and stuff <laughs> but then the things that you're like oh like my baby does this it's like every when you realize baby. every baby does it <laughs> and that so that's really interesting yeah. like and yeah they're just like these little animals still i think yeah. like trying to she is becoming more alert and stronger i think i feel like she's so starting to to look at you actually that we're yeah there and yeah and yeah, and like so, and we'll see. Like she's got these little gassy smiles. Right? Yeah, it's not an actual smile. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's so cute. And like we can't wait until she's like more awake. I guess. Like, yeah. And yeah, and we can like really like see who she's and gonna interact. be. Yeah. But yeah, so far she's she's been a dream. I think. Yeah, she's such a. And cutie. she seems like healthy and mm. strong. Yeah. Maybe has a bit of allergies, but we'll see. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just been really crazy. And it does seem like she's always been here in a weird way. It yeah, doesn't seem it does. like a brand new person. No. It doesn't. It weirdly doesn't seem like a big adjustment. It's like, oh, yeah. Because we were like, oh, like next time we do a podcast, Sadie will be here. And now she's here. But you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. So that's the story. That's it so far. Um, I'm we'll really, probably really do tired. like an actual motherhood yeah Podcast, i think we'll do that I later think once once he's a bit more into it once i'm past the first 40 days yeah. i think too in the c-section i literally like so i feel like there's like another like birth coming and the birth is like me like not being c-section recovery yeah, anymore sure. and like when i can actually like properly walk again for like longer distances and do all of that stuff without thinking or feeling those like yeah. these weird feelings in my body and stuff for sure. um 
it's just gonna be amazing like i can't even imagine being like <laughs> physically able again just, like, and being mobile. able to like go and do a workout yeah. or yeah like walk with her in the stroller like i haven't been able to take her out in a stroller yeah. like and just go for long walks and do all the things that are so sure. me right um that's gonna be a game changer and yeah. just such a different state of mind well and i think there's still a lot to explore because i know this has brought up a lot for you with your health journey still again and, oh like, yeah, and yeah sadie so like we'll definitely be talking about that further as well definitely yeah motherhood so many complexities okay i don't know (laughs) if this is like a big rambling podcast or not i just i've been in a daze so please excuse me (laughs) (laughs) i think people will get it also if i freaked anyone else out about giving birth like i would kind of rather know one of the things that i kept thinking while i was having like while i was in labor was i kept thinking envisioning our mom and being like she lied (laughs) <laughs> like she never explained like what the labor the, pains felt it, like nah. or anything well i feel like me having been beside it now I, like it did scare me a bit to be honest but yeah. it also makes me feel more prepared like at least i know you know like yeah it's yeah it's, i don't know it's there's a lot you can do and you know, and you might be fine like you might yeah, not you have know. the same but it's, it's almost like at least i'll be prepared for like that scenario and then yeah yeah and you also know that you get through it yeah like and i having done that and not even having the vaginal birth after like i would do it again yeah i don't know if i get the epidural again like i don't know i think yeah i think it's hard to know until you're in this situation i think i see how i because also usually your second birth is supposed to feel a bit easier easier, i think so yeah i don't know We'll you see. never know. <laughs> also, we'll find out soon. Um, with the recovery, like my so my stomach has definitely gone down. It goes it down every day, yeah. which is interesting. But like, it's like you still have contractions, but they're the opposite feeling of the contractions you had when giving birth. The contractions you had, the contractions you had when you were giving birth was expansive, right? So it's like uh, your body expanding outward, like outward, and outward. So, yeah. And then now, I'm having these like weird little contractions they're not painful but it's just weird it's like a really weird feeling because is it your uterus is shrinking yeah so my uterus shrinking and it keeps happening when i like i'll wake up in the morning and feel my uterus like shrinking it's really weird weird. there's so many weird things happening to your body but your body's amazing like so amazing that it can do all of these things and like we are werewolves in our own (laughs) weird way right like birthing werewolves i don't know but um yeah you you can't like you can be scared and like you can have the pain but you can there's so many ways if you don't have the pain you don't have to have the pain right or if you don't even want to go through labor you uh, elective c-sections are huge here at least like there's so many ways to do birth the way that you would feel most comfortable with um and it's just good to be informed and it's an amazing thing it's amazing to like get to go through in a privilege it's beautiful i feel like yeah i'm happy that i got to in it with you <laughs> okay guys that's long enough for today yes. <laughs> so just remember to live a life that is true to you live free and live tenfold and please follow us rate us leave a review if you can so we're on apple podcast spotify whatever you're listening on follow us on instagram we are at tnfld underscore facebook is at tnfld and there's always our website which has all the show notes that's www.tenfold.com We love you. And now time for the woo-woo part of the podcast. Um, So uh, Sadie's full name is Sadie Santosha Ishi Malone. And Santosha is kind of like a yoga like commandment i guess you like have if a you tattoo have, down here yeah i have it's it's one of my ta- one of my two tattoos my other one's pura vida um and santosha 
basically means like peace and contentment. It's mm. like the idea of like being content with what you have and and like living your life in that way rather than like always like looking outward and looking yeah, more. not being yeah. It's like just being at peace basically yeah. with like what's happening. Kind of like Pura Vida. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like the Sanskrit version yeah. of Pura Vida. Um yeah, which I love. So Sadie Santosha Ishi and when you saw the psychic yeah she told me that she was seeing peace yeah peace and that so that was part of like the ode to saying yeah to naming her santosha um or her middle name but like a middle name is yeah middle name um and then yeah what i wanted to tell you guys was i pulled a card so i bought sadie these like children's tarot cards basically or like Mm. picture cards um (laughs) <laughs> and they uh they're animal cards right and they're just like this beautiful deck and scott and i opened them up on it was the day that she was supposed to be born the 25th, 25th. and we did like a little ceremony right and he's such a good sport for doing this stuff because that's like not in his wheelhouse right <laughs> and so we set up candles and then we opened up the cards and like laid them out and like touched all the cards and then i was like okay we're going to pick up a card and that's going to be her birthing card right it's going to like give us a sign about her birth mm. and so Scott picked up the card and it was a turtle, like a little turtle, mm-hmm. and it said, Take your time. And it was super cute. And we were like, Oh, okay, she's not coming for a while. Yeah. Like, and she's our little turtle, right? So she's not going to come today or whatever. And that was kind of like a running joke that we sent like to our family and stuff like that. Um, and then a day, like the next day or something, because I was getting anxious because I was like, What if she doesn't come for like two <laughs> weeks or something? Um, I decided to pull a card from my mermaid deck, which is mm. like the classic cards that we've like always yeah. used. And I went through and like, they like literally never steer you wrong. No, they're always they're like r- accurate. Magical. And so I put all the cards down and then I pulled a card for myself for the birth. And I was like, okay, give me like, give me some info. And I pulled out the card and it said, explore your options. And I was like, Mm, what is you that were very mean? triggered by that. Yeah. And the picture on the card was a little girl with long brown hair swimming with her arm outre- outreached, out outreached yeah. to touch a turtle. Oh, in I the forgot ocean. the turtle was on there. Wow. And I was like, okay, I universe. can't explain this away. <laughs> I can't be like, oh, this isn't the right card. Like, it's literally a little girl who will look probably like what Sadie will yeah. look like touching a, a turtle. turtle. And the turtle was the card that we pulled for her. And it said, explore your options. Um, and I wrote Tori being like, what does this mean? Does this mean I need to like look at other types yeah. of birds? You were like, am I going to have to have a season? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what does this mean? And you were like, no, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> like, whatever. And it's just really funny because is. that is what happened. But I it was forgot fine. about the turtle thing in relation to her actual birth too, because that was slow in the end. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Take oh, your time; it's so yeah. true. Um, yeah, so that was just so funny. And again, for me, just I was like, the cards are never wrong, they're right? Not, they're always they're yeah. They always tell oh. you what you need to and hear, the, yeah. even if you don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, Do you reckon that slightly prepares you a bit more for like the possibility of not having? Well, like I was thinking, would it affect me as in, like, it led to that happening? You know, no, sometimes, but I don't yeah, think it don't did, think so. like, based on that. But it definitely made me, like, nervous, nervous in mm. that time when I read it. I felt, like, anxious. Yeah. But I think I was looking for things to feel anxious about anyways because yeah. I just wanted to know when she was coming. Of and course. I was very worried about her going 
into like 41 weeks yeah. or 42 yeah. weeks because i'd heard that like then there's then, more complications yeah, and stuff yeah. possibly um so yeah so that was just like a little bit of magic yeah. it was really interesting and yeah i love the cards <laughs> and i love that we use the cards the first time like with scott and for her birth yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah, and then one of the songs that I had on my playlist, so I had like a birthing playlist that was like yeah. really calm and it really helped. I kept thinking, what song is she going to be born to? What song is she going to be born to? Aww. And then she wasn't born to, she's born to Rufus, I guess, actually. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty That's good. That's true. It's very Aussie. Um, yeah, it's very Aussie. And uh, so one of the songs, though, is, um, yeah, one of the mantras that we sing on the podcast all the time. Yeah. And I also like wrote it in her birth announcement on Facebook. And so we decided we'll just sing three verses of it today, like just yeah. to welcome Sadie to the podcast <laughs> and to our tenfold world. Ooh, okay. She's done well. Yeah, she's done really well. I really need to feed her now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's sing this. Okay. And then do that and feed ourselves. I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay. Um, Loka Samasta. Suki no bhavantu, loka samasta, suki no bhavantu, may all beings be happy and free, may all beings be happy and free, loka samasta, Sukino Bhavantu Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu May all beings be happy and free May all beings be happy and free Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu May all beings be happy and free 